So the top three factors that I've found that influence your mindset are these. Welcome to the Mind Wrench Podcast with your host, Rick Sellover, where minor adjustments produce major improvements in mindset, personal growth, and success. This is the place to be every Monday, where we make small improvements and take positive actions in our business and personal lives that will make a major impact in our success, next level growth, and quality of life. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mind Wrench Podcast. Uh, today, I want to talk about uh, what exactly is mindset, how it affects everything in your business, in your personal life, and the three largest factors or influencers of your current and future mindset, and how to design and manage that for massive improvements in everything from your health and relationships, uh, more success in your business and your financial goals to actually enjoying life more and getting more out of it. So what exactly is, quote-unquote, mindset? Uh, most people really are not sure what that is. Uh, it could mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. So if you look in the dictionary, um, it defines it as, one, a mental attitude or inclination, or two, a fixed state of mind. So remember that, fixed state of mind. Uh, mindset is actually uh, it's uh, an established set of attitudes held by someone. Your mindset is your collection of thoughts and beliefs that shape your thought habits. Your thought habits affect how you think, what you feel, and what you do. Now, the reason I want to discuss mindset um, is, you know, early on in my career uh, as a job salesman in this industry, uh, one thing I quickly realized is the overall mindset of most collision shop owners, managers, operators, and basically most of the technicians was a relatively negative mindset. Um, most everybody kind of had a bad attitude. Um, and, and, you know, and I think a lot of it is just the way this industry was um, you know, many years ago. And just the general feeling you had doing the work that you were doing. Now, there's a lot of folks that took great pride in their craftsmanship and what they did. But they might have worked for a boss that was just, you know, grumpy, unhappy, miserable. And in turn would make the whole atmosphere in the shop grumpy, miserable, and so on. So, you know, one of the things I learned was um, there was a lot of shop owners that just, you know, did not want to talk to you, did not want to see you, had a very negative, very um, bitter, I would say, for lack of a better words, uh, attitude towards most everything in their everyday life from what I could see in the shops. And it was horrible. And I was trying to think, of why, why is it like that? I, I don't get that. And then, you know, as, as I spent more time in this industry and, and, you know, visiting shops on a weekly basis and starting to build relationships, you know, I was starting to see some of the background stuff that was causing them to, you know, to be that way. 
And, um, you know, a lot of it is, you know, you can't control what happens in life, but you can definitely control how you react to it. And most people in this business, even back, you know, 25, 30 years ago, they had no concept of that, okay? They just assumed, you know, it's it's a crappy day, it's a crappy work, and justers treat me like crap, and, and my attitude's going to be crap. And uh, it doesn't have to be like that, and it didn't have to be like that, but it's, you know, that was the reality for most folks. So something I did discover through my, you know, multiple repeated visits with uh uh, a lot of these uh, shops was over time. I built relationship. I provided some value, and 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 their attitudes and the, and the way we talked changed. So I would give you a quick example of uh, an extreme of this. Was um, I I remember very early first I think first year or two of me actually getting out there. I was a technician before. I was a painter for about fifteen years. Uh, but you know I decided I wanted to get out of the painting gig and I wanted to get into the sales end of it. Uh, just for you know, health purposes uh, alone. So I remember first couple of years, uh, I was in a market and uh, I ran into this guy. His name was Tom, and he had a uh, a little shop that did collision work and a lot of boat work. I was really big into boat work. Okay. Um, so, anyways, first time I met the guy, he was just he was the most most miserable, grumpy, bitter person I ever ran across to that point in my life. And, you know, he gave me about 30 seconds of his time first time I came in there. Now, this was a guy that was currently buying from the jobber I went to work for. So he was already a customer, but I was a sales guy coming out to see him to see what else he needed. And man, he did not like that. He, you know, and he let me know right away. Now, what I come to find out later was he just didn't realize I was going to bring any value to him. He just thought I was another sales guy trying to sell him shit that he didn't need or didn't want or just wasting his time or his painter's time, which back in the day that, you know, that was a, a big part of what what we did. I mean, we went in and tried to sell him stuff. You know, guys with um, with little experience just wanted to try to make a good commission check, you know, and that was just the norm back then. So anyways, um so I started building a relationship with Tom, and the first time I went in and saw him, like I said, I was only there, uh, you know, a minute or two, and, and then he shooed me out the door. Um, second time I came back, though, he had a question for me, and he posed, okay, smart guy, uh, answer me this. And he gave me a small test and a small problem. Uh, he was looking to try to eliminate a, um, a, a ring that was forming every time you go to prime this particular vehicle. He had a repair he was uh, going back over. And it was, you know, basically raising the edge of the feather edge, you know. And so he was testing me. He knew what the problem was, but he was testing me to see if I even knew what I was talking about. So I suggested a method, and I showed him what to do. And, you know, with some waterborne primer, back in the day they did have some waterborne primer. We fixed the problem, and he moved on, and I gained a little bit of credibility. So... The next visits after that were, you know, considerably better. Now, he was still a bitter, uh, he, you know, had a bad attitude. He was hungover most days. But his attitude towards me changed uh, with time because I started bringing value to him. And the more times I brought value and suggestions and ideas and things that made his work better, um, he became a lot closer. And he would, you know, just ask me to swing by. On certain days, I'd swing by, and he would just want to talk. He didn't want to buy anything. 
Um, he didn't need anything. He just wanted to continue building that relationship, and his attitude had changed. So, but uh, you know, all this is to say that there were so many people like him in this business, you know, 25, 30 years ago, and I still 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 see people like that today that have that bitterness, that anger, that unhappiness with life. Uh, and you know, my purpose of doing this here is to try to help those people, try to help you if that's where you're at, to try to show you there is a better way. There is a, a way to change your mindset, a way to change your attitude. A, you know, there's some specific tools and tactics that can help you get to a better place. You don't have to hate every day of your life. You don't have to be miserable in this industry. Yeah, there's going to be downsides to it, and there's going to be problems. There's going to be issues, and there's going to be battles, you know, with insurance companies and customers and all the things. That stuff will always be there, and it doesn't matter what businesses you're in. That's there, too, uh, or the prospect of that is there in every business that's out there. But for some reason, the collision industry, we just seem to hone in on it more, and I, I really don't know why. So like I had started with, um, there is the top three factors that influence your mindset. And I'm going to go through those with you and give you some quick hacks to, uh, to help yourself uh, in those three areas, which will make the fastest impact on, on changing things for the better for you. So, um, But I just want to share a quick personal story um, that kind of highlights um, how a change in mindset can change uh, so many other things in your life. So um, I'll go back to like 2007, um, and this was just as we were entering the quote-unquote Great Recession, right? So I made a big move. Um, I was at uh, living in a nice house that was um, not that old. It was it was newly built when I moved into it, and and I had a growing family. I had a very good friend, mentor of mine. Uh, in the business, you know, it encouraged me to, you know, never be afraid to step up a little bit. So, um, you know, my wife and I were looking at some property that, you know, and some new subs were going in and she thought that, man, wouldn't it be great to have a new house built how we want it and live out in uh, more in the sticks than, than in the city. And so one thing led to another and, uh, we ended up, you know, taking the jump and putting a deposit on a new house and a brand new sub and had it built the way we wanted, uh, it was fantastic. It was an excellent journey, you know, something that I would have never wanted to uh, to not experience. Uh, just, you know, all the things that go with it, the trials and the tribulations, but it was a great experience. But I took the advice of a trusted mentor, and, and I told him, I said, listen, by the time I figure everything out, man, this could be really tight money-wise. I don't know if I can afford this. And I remember him telling me, so listen, just do it. You'll figure out how to make the money. You'll figure out a way. Trust me, it'll 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 happen. You'll make it work. And I trusted him. I didn't 100% trust myself at that time, but you know I trusted him and I made the move. And, and anyways, we got out there and moved in. It was fantastic. Well, it didn't take long uh, after getting settled that started realizing the financial obligations uh, were running a little higher than my income was. And right at that time, the shops were slowing down. Uh, I wasn't bringing in new business. Um, it was it was slowing down, and I was getting nervous. Um, and you know, the more you know, I've always been a positive person, but this was starting to weigh on me, and it was starting to affect my language, starting to affect my attitude and my mindset. 
Uh, and I became a little bit more negative. And I'm not a negative person, but I was going down that road. And I caught myself talking shit stories with everybody I talked to about how bad it is and how screwed up things are and this sucks and, and all those other things you kind of get roped into. And you start thinking that way and you start talking that way. And it's a very bad spiral downwards. And I started becoming scared and unsure of my future. Uh, and I started stacking all those negative things like, oh, my God, I'm, you know, my wife's going to think I'm a failure and my kids, I won't be able to, you know, provide the things I'd like to provide for them. And, and I'm going to be behind my bills and my good credit score is going to go in the shitter. And, and you just start stacking all the negative stuff and, and it becomes overwhelming. Um, and, and why this is going on, you know, I, I, I have a very good family. You know, my mom and dad have passed now, but I still have my, you know, my brothers and my sisters. And anyways, about every Sunday I would show up at my mom's and uh, just to see everybody and kind of catch up. And anyways, my mom and and, uh, and my brother could, could see that you know, I was not the same Rick I, I normally am. And I was very negative, very down. And so my mom pulled me aside and she goes, hey, she goes, why don't you watch this? I think I think this might help you. This might do you some good. Um, and it was a DVD called the the secret and if you, anybody remembers when the secret came out uh back in the uh, late 2000s it was a really it was it was a very cool video but you know a lot of people were skeptical of it so anyways i had no idea what it was and i took it and i watched it and i am telling you halfway through this video in an instant my mindset had changed my attitude had changed, my beliefs had changed, and my total mindset and my outlook on life changed instantly. Not in five minutes or 15 minutes or an hour. I mean, it just like snap, boom, changed. And I knew I'm going to make changes. So um, I started you know, finding alternate sources of income. I started visualizing myself making more money, myself... Uh, finding ways to get through this and becoming more successful. And I swear to God, it started working. I started finding little things I could do to make some extra cash. I found some small side jobs. I had some income coming in that was unexpected. I had things pop up in front of me that was unexpected and unexplained. And so I started clawing my way back to, you know, breaking even and getting ahead. I remember even my wife and I, uh, we took a job cleaning. Um, her mom at the time worked at a hair salon, and they were paying a cleaning company to come in every two weeks and, and clean the whole place up on a Saturday or Sunday. So my wife and I started doing that. And, you know, there was an extra $250 a month in extra income. That and Just little things like that started adding up. And, uh, you know, I got past it. I got through it. I got to the point where I was paying my bills and I wasn't behind anymore. And then I took a, uh, a slight title change into my job, and I was o- uh, offered an opportunity to do something that hadn't been done there before. It was a different role. It was a leadership and a growth role. And I took that, and I started doing things um, that advanced me and advanced my attitude and advanced my success. And I ended up having the best financial year I ever had at that point in 2008. So I had a shit year in 2007. I was, you know, negative, nasty, thinking I was going to lose everything in a really bad spot. But within a year, I'd flipped it 
and turned into you know one of the best years I've had at that point. And actually, I left the job that I had at that time uh, being the highest paid salesperson they ever had in their history. Now, my whole point in this story is not to brag or tell you how great I did. Or it, The point is, is that I, I exposed myself to something that changed my negative attitude, my negative mindset instantly and set me on the right path. Nothing magical happened. Nobody gifted me something. I didn't have, uh, you know, anything thrown in my lap or, you know, my wife didn't start working and bring, a, you know, another, uh, you know, extra income in. It's just I changed how I thought about things. I changed my mindset and I changed my beliefs and my goals and it made a huge difference. And my point is that can happen for anybody. You can make that happen. It's, it's available to everybody out there. You just have to know how to get there, how to trigger it, and what to do once that happens. So the top three factors that I've found that influence your mindset are these. Number one, self-talk and how you talk to others. That alone, when done right, when changed for the better, can make probably the biggest impact on, on your life, period. Uh, number two is feeding your mind correctly. And I like to phrase it as uh, feed your mind some prime select, not fast food. And number three is treat your body like a Ferrari, not a Pinto. All right, so those are the three factors that uh, make the biggest difference. And I'll kind of just give you a little summary of each one. So self-talk. So I don't know how many times... You know, you can think and, and remember uh, instances where you've talked yourself out of something or you've let your what we call the inner villain talk you out of something you were going to do, an idea you had, uh, something you wanted to try, or even a goal you have set for yourself. And, you know, your inside story in your head's telling you, you can't do that. No, that won't work. This is going to happen. Something, you know, something bad's going to come out of this. Uh, you're not smart enough. You don't have enough money. Uh, you won't accomplish that. You never finish what you start. Uh, or you have, um, you know, your thoughts that, well, my, my my folks might not like this or my spouse may not like this or uh, my, you know, my kids won't be supportive of me or whatever it is. It's, it's self-talk. It's, it's things you're saying to yourself in your head that'll talk you out of something uh, quicker than you can imagine. Number two is feed your mind prime select, not fast food. And what I mean by that is um, kind of exactly how it sounds. Prime select is, you know, the best cuts of, of meat, right, versus fast food is the worst cuts of anything. So when you're feeding your mind, that's that's the stuff that you're putting into your brain uh, through your ears and through your eyes uh, every minute of every day. So... Worst thing, the biggest, or I'd say the worst thing you can feed yourself, and it's the closest thing to the very worst fast food, is the daily news. Okay, I, I've quit watching the news in the morning just because it doesn't do anything that helps me uh, get to you know where I want to go. You know, it's constantly negative. It's constantly bad. It scares people. It puts you in a state of uh, unsuredness and a state of you know alarm and concern. 
It puts you in a negative state. You can be happy as can be, and you turn on the news, and after 10 or 15 minutes, your attitude has been deflated. Your happiness is gone. You can't whistle a tune and walk out the door after shutting off the news. You just can't, okay? It's it's designed to be that way. You know, that's how news is. I mean, uh, our our minds, uh, we got, you know, a two 200,000-year-old brain that, you know, in the old days, you know, we were, we were designed to be fearful and scared and looking out for something bad happening to us, right? You know, there's saber-toothed tigers, and there was, you know, animals that were going to kill you, okay, back in the caveman days. So, I mean, that's designed into your brain is to look out for danger and avoid it. So your mind actively looks for that more than it looks for, you know, positive things and good things. So, you know, the news plays into that. It's a natural um, thing they can tap into in the human brain is that fear. And that, you know, that's what gets people to watch. If you had a news station that showed nothing but clips of, uh, you know, people helping old ladies across the street and donating their money to a charity and doing something nice and, you know, making somebody's day and nobody would tune into it. Okay, because it's not catchy. It, it It doesn't tap into that you know, root, you know, desire of your brain to be looking out for the dangerous things in life. So avoid the news. You know, it's, I'm not saying don't be informed of what's going on in the world, but don't spend your time watching the news for 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour. Some people listen to news stations all day long and they're, you know, constantly being peppered with, you know, negative, scary shit. And it's just, it's not good for you. It just isn't. Especially lately, with you know all the things that have been going on with our with our world. Number two is, um, you know, some of the other things that you feed your mind with is is what you read and what you watch on TV and what you listen to. All those things affect your mindset and how your life's going to be and how you perform and you know how you attack or don't attack your goals in life. You know, be careful of what you put into your head. Um, the shows that you watch. If you're watching violent movies all the time and, you know, murder mysteries and and things like that, that, and and there's nothing wrong with any little bit of TV and movie that's out there. I'm I'm not dissing any of it. But to constantly feed your mind through your eyes, um, negative stuff, you know, the people killing each other, uh, you know, rapes, robberies, violence, gun violence, all that stuff, it doesn't help you. It doesn't serve a bigger purpose for you. It doesn't put you in a better spot. It just doesn't. Same thing with things you read, okay? And most people don't read that much. They watch the news. They watch TV. They listen to the radio. You know, reading books, reading self-improvement books and self-help books and, uh, you know, uh, better bettering your lifestyle, type of stuff helps that that puts your head in the right direction most people like i said don't read anything but the newspaper and that's sad because once again that's that's no better than than watching the news things that you listen to you listen to the radio or you may listen to a cd or you know uh, an mp3 player or something like that there's nothing wrong music is fantastic Um, i think it's great for your soul it's great for your mind Usually it puts you in, if you listen to the right kind of music, it's putting you in a good mood and, and uh, it helps your attitude and your mindset. But, you know, there's a lot of other things you could be listening to as well. You can listen to books on tape. You can listen to um, 
you know, podcasts like this one here. There's, you know, hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. So, you know, when you have that 20, 25-minute drive to work and back, you could spend it listening to the news. You could spend it listening to uh, the radio station. You could plug in a CD or an MP3 player. But you could also find a couple podcasts that you really like that are actually, you're using that time to learn something, to, you know, um, help your brain, uh, learn a new skill, put you in a better mood, put you in a better mindset. So there's a lot of alternatives there to just watching and listening to those and reading news. So, And number three is treat your body like a Ferrari, not a Pinto. And what I mean by that is most of us probably don't exercise as much as we should, if at all. We don't treat our bodies right. You know, we eat crappy food. Uh, we don't exercise. We sit on the couch at, you know, we come home from work and, you know, after dinner we plop on the couch and, you know, watch three or four hours of TV before we go to bed. That's not treating your body like a Ferrari. That's treating it like a Pinto. You know, listen, I, I like to, you know, have a few cocktails, a few, few beers. But, you know, so many people in our business will just spend most nights out of the week going out and really hitting it hard. Okay, trying to drown out the stress, and that doesn't help. That just creates more stress the next day. Uh, so that's not treating your body correctly. So what I mean is, you know, have a good balanced diet. Eat some good food. Eat some things that are good for you, that actually help you. Um, and I know that's tough for, for a lot of people. Well, I don't have time, or, you know, I don't have anybody that's going to cook me a healthy dinner, or I just eat what my wife makes or my husband makes. Well, it's kind of a cheap cop-out, okay? You spend a little bit of time, a little bit of planning, you can eat a lot healthier. I know I've done, I've made those changes in my life, and I do eat a lot healthier. Do I still eat some crappy food? Yeah, I sure do. Sometimes I just don't have time, and I will go through, uh, you know, as much as I hate to, sometimes I'll go through a drive through and get fast food. I don't like it. I feel bad about it. I mentally feel bad about it because I know I'm not, I don't want to be doing that. But sometimes it's just a time crunch and I don't have a choice. So nobody's going to be perfect at that. But when you're aware of it, you'll make better choices. When you start eating better foods and you feel better, it'll drive that behavior even more. Get some exercise. Do something that helps you feel more alive, feel better. You know, Get your blood pumping. Uh, if you can do something in the morning, even if it's 15 minutes, I mean, I'm I'm at the point now where I do about 45 minutes of exercise every morning. I was never a morning exercise guy uh, up until recently, and it's made a huge difference in my life. But do something, even if it's a walk after dinner. Uh, if you can stop at a gym a couple times a week, that's great. You know, just, it, I don't care if it's yoga or if it's meditation or whatever, but do something that's good for your body. Because your body and your mind work together, and when you have them both in a healthier state, um, you're going to have a lot better performance, and you're going to have a lot better mindset and have an easier time keeping a good mindset. Well, that's all I have for today. So went a little longer than I was planning on, but uh, thanks for hanging out with me. If you like this podcast and like what I've shared, make sure you rate it. Also, make sure to click subscribe so you never miss another episode. And last but not least, if you see value in this podcast, please share it with others that might enjoy it as well. Remember, you don't have to be better than anybody else. Just be a better version of you than you were yesterday.